Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. Hello, friends. Hello. 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 As always, I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Kate Sitars. Hello, Kate. Hello. Hello. Oh, just one. I, I, I know. I never know. You say a lot of hellos and it becomes, you know, that's, I <laughs> aggressive. Know, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> that is, hello. That is, hello. That is the, that hello. is the feedback we get. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Kate and I have the pleasure today of being joined by a copywriter and star CCA student, Mr. Joe Sabrosky. Hey, Joe, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. It is entirely our pleasure. Um, we were just talking about you. We have had the chance to to chat with you before and do some some coaching sessions, uh, especially a laser coaching session after our after the 2022 Pitchapalooza. And actually, mm -hmm. we're recording this and we're already getting ready for the 2024 mm -hmm. Pitchapalooza. Uh, very exciting. Um, but you, your copywriting journey, you come a long way. Um, can you give us some insight into to how you got started? What got you interested in copywriting to begin with? So, I mean, I had been, I'll say, hey, copywriting aware going back almost four years now. You know, so a few false starts, dabbling, not really being fully committed. And then I found your course actually, right? I believe it was, I found it June 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. And I was sitting inside my condo working remote in my nine to five. And I just knew I had to, um, you know, I had to do something with that time to propel the career change that I had been curious about. So I became aware of it little over a few years ago, um, signed up, got sidetracked, actually pursued something else for about a year and a half, and then um, sort of started in earnest. Um, I want to say it was August 2021 of mm -hmm. working through the course. So mm -hmm. 
Awesome. Well, we give you lifetime access for a reason. Mm -hmm. Life happens how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If you don't mind sharing, uh, what was it that that made you want to change careers to begin with? I'll try to give you the really short version of that. Um, (laughs) I mean, we're here. Give us it all. (laughs) (laughs) So I studied finance. I graduated from college, uh, December 2012, business school. and it was only at that time that I had actually discovered a passion for writing and journalism. And so I thought, okay, well, I have this job offer with Wells Fargo to start in like nine months, but I'm going to go off to the Middle East and do some freelance reporting, bug the people at Al Jazeera for an internship, which is a whole other story. Um, so I knew I just basically had this, what that setup was this dual track career over the past 10 years of moonlighting as a freelance journalist and just pursuing my passion, not really uh, for the money, um, but just because I liked it. And finance, I was good at it and it paid the bills and it was great, but it just never really was a passion. And so um, I guess it was really the pandemic again that helped me shift gears and understand that, okay, like I want to make more money as a writer. Oh, copywriting. So once it was on my radar, I realized like, oh, I have the skills to do this It's just, this is, well, I have the, you know, maybe the prerequisites to be primed for this. So that's really, basically, I just realized I wanted to be more independent. I wanted to either get into freelancing or change my career, maybe both. I just knew I had to, um, I had to make it happen. I had to, if I wanted to be happier doing something else, no one was going to do it for me. So you know, as as someone who likes writing, right? I think going to school, I went to school for creative writing, but I was also looking at journalism. And I think that was, uh, you know, a a big passion. I didn't know about copywriting. Um, But I'm curious for you, just thinking of, I think there are a lot of people that are like, well, the only way to make a career is as like a journalist or this, but it doesn't really pay well. So like, do I, do I sacrifice paycheck for passion or vice versa or whatever? Um, Do you have any thoughts? We were talking about this the other day in terms of getting paid to be a writer and the sometimes the, the the emotions that brings up of like well journalism is real writing and copywriting like that's you know it's writing but it's is it how my so it's not as valid I guess to get paid for this type of writing versus this other type of writing if that makes sense do you did that come up I think or? what you're getting at is some people have that um that objection that comes up of like yes. oh Writing doesn't pay very much. Journalism, if you're lucky, you'll make it, but you might just be, you know, grinding it out as a freelancer. And for me coming in, because copywriting was new to me after having put in so many years of work as a journalist, I saw it as just a different application. Um, and I was really excited by it. Um, and, you know, the the marketing for uh, CCA was, I think, very much speaking to me and what my, um, you know, what were some of my pain points in my life? And so I don't think I like put any particular uh, value judgment on one or the other. I just, for me, again, like it was just, it was really exciting. Like, oh, I can actually make a very decent amount of money doing this, potentially a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm curious because you, you got started with copywriting and then you kind of moved into photography and then you came back mm-hmm. to it. Do you remember um, what it was that that kind of 
led you away from copywriting and what led you back? Was it, was it kind yeah. of happenstance or was there any, any mindset stuff? So the thing that, yeah, photography um, and personal branding for um, entrepreneurs on social media was the other side hustle rabbit hole that I went down on shortly after finding out about CCA. And that was another course I took and it was a lot of fun and it really just gave me something to do during the pandemic of, oh, I learned a new art. I learned a new hobby. I realized that I love editing photos. The reason I stopped that track was because I realized I didn't really like doing it for other people. I had a few photography clients, um, a realtor, a fitness influencer, and I had the skill set. I can help them make a really cool Instagram grid. Um, and that was, I mean, and it's fun, but I think I just realized I didn't want to do it. Um, I didn't want to spend hours upon hours selecting photos, going back and forth with the client. Um, it was an inefficient workflow, and maybe I could have scaled that up, but. I just kind of realized at that point, maybe I had gotten sidetracked because again, I sort of got back to my basics. I'm a writer. It's what I'm good at. It's what I like to do. I should take a second look at that CCA course. So that was kind of my thought process. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Well, and good for you though, for pursuing photography. Cause the thing is, is that you can't know whether you're going to like something or whether you're not going to like something until you do it. And it's not like it was a loss in any way because you got paid no. for the projects that you did. And now yeah. you know, for, and you also have those skills. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. And the familiarity with all, just the Adobe suite is even coming in handy now um, in my career. So you'd never know how these things are all going to tie together. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's talk about your current career if you don't yeah. mind sharing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah so your path there too, as well. Well, the path there is just, I mean, reflecting on how this all came to be, it's just its just very funny and interesting to me in a really good way because the um, my finance gig for the last decade was in Wells Fargo's corporate trust services business. So that's a non-bank, uh, well, it's part of the banking world, but it's, it's like a non-lending business that Wells Fargo had. They end up selling it to an Australian company called ComputerShare I had never heard of. So I find out that, okay, I'm going to be moved with my team to this new company. What's that going to be like? Um, I had been trying to get sales and marketing jobs in Wells Fargo for the last few years as well, like long before CCA. And that had been just continually frustrating for me because I wasn't able to make it happen. So I, um, you know, long story short, we transitioned to this company. Um, I'm kind of just obliterated with the workload for like the first, because we're in this two-year transition period and we're learning all these new processes. Now we're doing budgeting, which we, I wasn't involved in before. So um, again, a nice way of putting this is that it really uh, lit the fire under me to like make a change. But I realized, hey, I'm in this new company. It's a lot smaller. It's easier to network and talk to people. Um, I reached out to one of my friends who uh, was a sales rep at Wells Fargo that I supported, who had also tried to help me in the past with networking and really great guy, super smart, um, super kind. And I'm like, hey, do you know anybody in marketing here? Because by now, I've, I've done at least a few freelance projects that I actually got paid for. Uh, this is about November. This is actually a year ago is when this 
this new opportunity started. So he puts me in touch with head of strategic marketing, Rachel Young in my company. We have a meeting. We, I share my skill set and interest with her, but this time I'm armed with, you know, a year of CCA under my belt. And I know from listening to the podcast that if you show people what you can do, it's a lot more valuable than just BSing. Yeah, I can do this and that. I, there was an episode where I forget. Um, it's been a while. There was a student on here summer of last year who uh, was talking about how when he applied for jobs, he would do a spec ad just unprompted. Mm. So yeah, Mike, a similar approach um, is that we decided I could just do a project with Rachel. She needed, she's looking for, um, it was perfect timing because she needs to expand um, her team, which is small and they need to build the content and marketing engine because even though we're an established business, it's like a startup now because we're in a new company and there's like not really any marketing content built yet. So she's thrilled that I'm a writer reaching out to her, but it was the fact that I offered to do a project and say, Hey, I'll I'll write a blog for you. Um, That's really what got like, that's what made it happen. So she gave me the topic. Um, I did the research. I interviewed again, the same guy, Michael, who made the connection to Rachel because um, he was happened to be the subject matter expert for this blog. So I interview him, I write it. And, you know, within a few months, Rachel is now creating my new role, which finally I settled into in uh, July this year. So it was that attitude of like, hey, I'm going to show you what I can do, not just say what I can do. I think that really made it happen. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I think it's easy to forget that, um, that the, the proof is in the pudding, you know, because mm-hmm. I think in so many other careers, we're used to putting together our resumes and, and trying to come up with convoluted ways to say what we did, you know, and mm-hmm. I empowered this team to, you know, and when it comes to copywriting, you know, you set aside resumes set aside, you know, certificates, you don't need all that kind of stuff is just a joke. It really comes down to demonstrating that you can do great work. Cause if you do great Mm -hmm. work, they're going to want to work with you. And why wouldn't they? Right. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's, it's funny looking back because I was actually really sick at the time (laughs) and just kind of like burnt out and stressed, um, from the current workload. And I just, I just remember like that weekend, I'm thinking like, I don't care if I'm like coughing up a lung, I'm going to write this 400 word blog because this might be the only lucky break I have for a while. I don't know when the next one's coming. So, you know, it just, I had enough, I think, experience and trial and error up until that point where I just kind of knew like, this is actually maybe what I should have been pursuing even a lot sooner. I mean, I had been interested in freelancing. I had been interested in full-time jobs. I just wanted to be paid as a writer. I didn't really care anymore, like how that looked. So, um, but it, yeah, like looking back, it made so much sense to like, to start with my network. <laughs> you know, Well, to start at your current company, if you enjoyed the company and maybe not the role, but you had a, you know, like, it sounds like great people around you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so brilliant. I think we always look outside new role, new, new company when you could potentially just like you did just, Hey, they, they need marketing people. Let me just transition over here. 
Yeah. I mean, if I had never just even asked, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was really, I mean, there's a lot of work that went into just getting myself prepared for this point in my life and my career. But the process that um, I've learned in this course is just very practical and simple. And so um, mm -hmm. and I'm happy to get into more. I guess I haven't talked much about what the job is yet, but um, I don't know where you want to as comfortable as you Take feel sharing. Yeah, please. Yeah. No, yes, please. So, um, you know, I pitched myself as a writer. I'm a copywriter. I, I'm a journalist, so I can write content and blogs and all that. Um, the role that um, my manager, Rachel, crafted is a marketing content manager. So copywriting is probably at least, I don't know, 40 or 50% of what I do, but it's really that process of um, building a pipeline of content and like being responsible for that from end to end, like the ideation, the topic, the research, the, you know, interviewing subject matter experts, writing it, reviewing it. I don't design it. I, but I work with um, the design components of course. Um, and so it's really like an end to end process. And then there's some other, the roles evolving and there's some other responsibilities too, like, being in charge of LinkedIn organic posting. So that's pretty fun. Um, also doing, using some of my finance and Excel skills to just uh, spend some time tracking um, like the website conversions at the bottom of the funnel and doing, building out some reporting for that. So it's like a, just a very diverse role, but writing is really like central to it. So whether it's a, you know, a website that needs to be rewritten, that's like a very clear copywriting um, example, and I've gotten to do that already. Um, but then, you know, blogs, case studies, white papers, uh, video scripts, interactive content, like they, I pretty much have this free reign now to propose whatever I want, and they'll consider it. Um, I'm not in charge of everything. And I certainly shouldn't be. But um, it's, there's just like this wide latitude. Um, so even though I came in as a copywriter. It's really a content, I guess, specific role. But, you know, again, going into the website and rewriting pages as needed, um, that's really fun. And then, of course, like promoting the content on LinkedIn requires LinkedIn ad copywriting. So I just feel like I'm really kind of seeing a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Does your day-to-day -day look different than what you thought it would be mm -hmm. when you first got started in copywriting? Um, it's pretty similar, I would say. I mean, I what I anticipated as a copywriter was that I would, you know, invest a lot of time learning about the business I'm supporting, um, you know, doing the, the, the briefs, doing the ideation, um, and, and then the actual, of course, the writing part. So that's it's, it's all of that and, and more. So, so I guess the answer to your question is like, yes, but, but also all this, like um, all this other stuff, like, again, like with managing LinkedIn and just some of these other responsibilities are, I think just kind of a cool opportunity that I wasn't expecting, but, um, and I work with some really great people who make this all so seamless. So it's just, once you have a system in place, you don't have to, expend too much mental energy on a lot of the non-writing components, but you do have to stay on top of it. So it's a lot of responsibility for sure, but that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And 
pretty cool that your first job as a copywriter entails that level of responsibility. That's Mm -hmm. pretty impressive. And congratulations on that front. Thank you. Yeah. By far, my favorite part is I just love the creative process. I love being given, hey, you know, this is the product. We're going to shift our focus now. Um, Go do all the research. Also, there's market research now, you know, tell us about the competitive landscape and the market share. So I'm like, I'm learning how to do all that as well. Um, You know, but just again, taking that whole objective from start to finish and, you know, not just like, I, but yeah, my favorite part is the actual research interviewing and writing, because it, it also means that I'm meeting all these people in my company. And, you know, if I'm coming to them and saying like, Hey, I have this project that's going to help you sell your or help you, you know, meet your sales goals or whatever. Well, then they're pretty happy to spend, you know, a half hour with me to answer all my questions and explain things to me like I'm an idiot. So it's probably not, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, there's definitely a learning curve um, to get to a point where you write about these. I mean, this, because it's, it's financial services and it, it's, it's meant for a very you know, specific target audience that already kind of knows what these things are and is just looking for the right long-term partner. So um, I guess actually in terms of what I thought it would look like versus what it's like now, um, a lot of my training centered around working with, you know, solo entrepreneurs um, and smaller business projects. Um, a A lot of them, and I didn't realize this distinction even existed until I started. But there's one way of looking at copywriting is, are you writing for a very, you know, sort of transactional conversion-based approach, or are you writing for, in uh, financial services, it's these long-term relationships um, that it's not as if that one blog all of a sudden convinced uh, an asset management firm to switch, you know, from some other institution that they've been working with for 20 years, but it is, it is very important. So you just, you think about, um, you don't think about it so much in terms of conversions. You think about it more. We don't really use the term uh, leads. We use the term inquiries. Like if something comes in through the website um, and we know that, you know, the way we're using the data is just more so to report on our own um, funnel, how well is the website doing? But we also know that the sales team is also on top of every single real inquiry coming into that website. So it's just a totally different um, approach to how I trained, but that definitely has, you know, makes it interesting, so. Yeah, it could be a lot of fun to think in terms of the entire customer journey, absolutely. Yeah, I'm curious in terms of what you felt like going into this, you know, in terms of broader, you're dealing with, like Nikki said, the entire customer journey, you're kind of looking at it at a higher level than down on, you know, a specific day-to-day copy project level. I guess you're doing both, but um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, I'm thinking of kind of worries that come up for copywriters and like, well, I have to know everything about marketing, like right now. Um, Can you speak to that in terms of like, how how the roles kind of helped you learn more and what what any advice or recommendations you have for folks who 
are feeling like they have to do it all right this second? Yeah, I mean, I I have those anxieties coming in for sure because I'm I'm seeing that my you know performance objectives include things like you know you you have to learn a lot more about design so that you can you know really communicate with designers and obviously that's something we know we have to prepare for but you know they also have been challenging me to learn about uh, SEO uh, how to code a link so that you can track the conversion or you know you know with like LinkedIn ad campaigns and stuff so there is a lot that I have to learn and um, I just I've sort of reframed it as like this job is an opportunity to get educated on these things. Um, they don't expect me to be, um, it's not, I'm not saying they expect me to do things that like I wasn't brought on to do. Uh, they obviously want me to focus on my strengths, but also I'm getting these opportunities to um, to just sort of learn about marketing from all angles. So I don't feel like I'm expected to, you know, be the paid ads um, campaign expert. Um, you know, that's, we have someone who does that. Um, but I have to work with, um, that role. So. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's, it's, as you're saying, it's an opportunity to continue learning and that you don't have to learn everything all at once. You know, you can yeah. do it as you go and not feel like you have to be, you know, none of us are ever going to know everything before going into any role. So I think that's just a good reminder that you're going to continue to continue to grow in your career. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fun yeah. to learn new things, even if it's even if it's not mm-hmm. stuff that you end up using a ton later, you know, coding, that kind of thing. It's it's fun to learn new things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, it all comes together in ways that you can't predict right now. It might come absolutely. in super useful later. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Joe, if someone is is listening to this and maybe they are kind of thinking about a career tra- a career transition and kind of thinking about copywriting, um, what what advice would you give them? Well, I would say uh, fill up if you're if you're curious about it because you think you would actually enjoy it. Then one, I would say you're you're in the right place. Um, I mean, I can just say from my experience, I think some of the biggest things that helped me was like every major win I had along the way actually came from my network. And in retrospect, that makes a lot of sense because how else are people going to know what I like even take the time to listen to my story of yes, I'm in finance, but I actually want to do this. I'm actually good at this, and I, this here's how I can help. I mean, it's just that's it, a lot easier conversation to have to in your network with someone who knows you, or someone who knows someone who knows you. Um, mm-hmm. So I think start in your network, um, and that's probably where you're going to have more leverage to get started. Like if you're looking at a career transition, because. There's definitely, I think people mean well, but some of the advice you'll hear if you're thinking about making a career transition is that the longer you've been somewhere, the harder it is to leave. And that might be true, um, but you can make it happen for sure if you really, really, you know, intend to do it. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think I, I was that's... in that position where, oh, it's too late for a career change. But mm-hmm. I know that, you know, 
at a certain point, you know, the variables are just different the older you get. There's, um, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think too, the, as you know, copywriting is a very merit-based career. So mm-hmm. if you can write great copy, no matter how old, young or whatever, but I do think that there is some validity, uh, like you said, to the the idea of feeling like you've been in a career for a while and feeling mm-hmm. like you can't make a transition because you've been in that career for a while, whether that's true or not, since we know it's possible to make a change, but um, mm-hmm. that definitely is something that that might need to be, uh, what's the way to say it, um, addressed or or overcome. That can be one of those pieces of resistance that can hold us back. We can want to make a change, but that can definitely be something that our brains can serve up as, well, you know, you've been in this so long or something that we hear a lot too as well. You went to school for this other career. You invested all of your, uh, you know, you're, maybe you're still paying off college loans on this other career. How can you possibly make a change? And uh, they can sound like things that are, that are logical, but they're also can yeah. end up just being things that are going to hold you back. Yeah. Well, and again, I think it goes back to um, one of the main like recurring themes or principles in your course, like, it, it really all comes down to uh, showing people that you have something valuable to give them. Even like the way we pitch, I have this proposed solution. Um, if you're in that paradigm of, well, this is what, this is where I went to school. This is my resume. Yes. You're going to be very limited with that approach. If you want to change careers. Um, one piece of advice I've also heard long ago is like, think about sliding or pivoting into something, into something similar. It's like, well, that might be what you want, but if it's not, I mean, finance and marketing seems like night and day. Um, and it kind of is. <laughs> so, but again, if you take the approach of I'm going to actually do something that creates value for other people, I'm going to take the initiative to contact them and, you know, show them that I have a way that could improve their bottom line. Well, now you're in a different paradigm altogether. And that's what I've always loved about this course. I mean, whether you're in a job or you're, you have your own business, you have to think like an entrepreneur. So. I always think too, what advice would you give to a friend who is in a job they absolutely were miserable at and stressed out and hated? You wouldn't tell them to stick it out, stay for another 10, 20 years you know, it's like a toxic relationship, but mm-hmm. toxic career relationship. You you get out of that. Yeah. I mean, I do think it is interesting though that um this all sort of came about, I think, because of a Facebook ad. <laughs> or maybe I Googled, I honestly don't remember, but the point is is that the the pipeline from college to job to grad school to whatever um is just is a way of doing things. But I just think it's interesting that I found this whole different paradigm just through online learning. I mean, it's changed my life. Um, And it really gave me a tool to change my career. So for a long time, I was just aggressively pursuing freelancing. Um, I didn't know at the time that that was going to um, land me uh, the job I wanted. Um, or let alone create it, but that's just how it worked out. And um, so I really, I attribute it a lot of the success in the creation of this role just to 
unconventional thinking. And I appreciate that. So, well, it shouldn't be unconventional, but. Yeah. Very good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Joe, now I know you are very happy in your job, but if someone is listening to this and they say, oh, I really like how he thinks I would love to hire him for some some freelance work, um, how can people find you? Um, well, my website, josephsabrowski.com, um, not currently taking inquiries as I definitely have uh, more than a full plate, um, but you can reach me just if you want to get in touch, uh, josephsabrowski.com or Joe Sabrowski at Instagram. So, so clients like get on the wait list or, yeah. or try throwing money at them, you know, give it a shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's up to you clients. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, this was fantastic. Thank you again so much for, for joining us on this episode. Thank you for keeping us up to date with your, with your career journey. Um, and, and please continue to do so by the way, because it's, it's Thanks. been really fun to, to be a part of, to, to be a part of, to, to watch uh, where you have Absolutely. taken your career. And likewise, it's been really fun to be part of this course and just see all the different creative directions people have gone in with their careers. So that's, I, I was checking in on a Facebook group, even if I'm not writing, I like to look at it. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. I could group of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, thank another, you. thank you. Thank you. Uh, And so another uh, fantastic episode is on the books and we will catch all of you in the next episode. Bye everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.